What's going on? Bottoms up. Episode 48 here. So we go talk about building your career and then really talking about diving in on this series on personal branding, you know, and I have our guests here, um, Steph and Lou. So um, tell us a little, our audience here, I think a lot of them probably know you from LinkedIn. So tell us a little about yourself, what you do currently full time and about your side gig. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for uh, having me uh, as a guest on your on your show here. I'm, I'm definitely excited to talk about personal branding. Um, so for my full-time job, I am a project manager. I work at a defense company, and I work on supply chain projects. Uh, I've been in this role now for about uh, two years, and over at the company for for seven years. And um, you know, personal branding is super important. You know, especially when you're at the workplace, uh, you want to make sure you have a people have the right impression of you, um, and that you can be counted on. Um, you know, for for whatever it's needed, um, you touched about it a little bit, uh, a little bit as well. Uh, I've you know been creating content on LinkedIn since 2017. Uh, I did monthly articles in 2017. Started doing my 52-week challenge of weekly videos in 2018, and been doing that ever since. And my new 52-week challenge for this year, uh, for 2021, is to do a live stream every single week. So um, I'm posting my own series on, on Fridays, but this is just a bonus um, for me uh, right here as well. Yeah. So when it comes to um, career, right? So a lot of people don't think about social media, right? Um, you know, there's a few that really, hey, look at their personal brand. But you, you see a lot of entrepreneurs, you see a lot of business owners, solopreneurs that are the content producers on these social media platforms. So um, just want to ask you guys, um, Eldrick, uh, Stefan, why is it so important to build a personal brand? When it comes to even if you're someone that's a professional, um, just trying to grow in your career. Go ahead, Stefan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. why is it important to, to build a personal brand? Uh, this is this is what other people's impression of you is, right? So you want to make sure your personal brand, uh, the qualities you want to show, the qualities you want to display to others, um, you want to make sure that people you're working with, people who see you, uh, see the same exact characteristics. So, for example, I'm on LinkedIn. I post week, uh, videos every single week. I'm doing a live stream every single week. So people expect that consistency from me. People expect me to be the video person on LinkedIn, and that's part of my uh, personal brand. Um, in addition, I share my story of how I started as a shy introvert becoming a public speaker, and that resonates with a lot of people. So um, a lot of people connect with me because of that. A lot of people connect with me because of my content. And um, you know, I did spend the past few years building my brand on LinkedIn, on social media to, to be what I want to be. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been paying dividends uh, ever since. That's awesome. What are your thoughts, Aldrich? Well, I think it's important because you tell people who you are and at that level, you want to be associated 
more than your name. So when people remember you, they remember you for the things you stand for and the things that you do. And I think that's very important. Um, and I think social media has actually magnified that in a way that everyone else who doesn't know you could potentially know what you stand for. And I think that's a good thing. And now you can reverse the equation. So you, you can tell the world what you stand for and like-minded people can connect with you instead of having to know someone and then over time, they know what you stand for. So it's a, it's a reverse process now. And I think that consistency works. And I think that showcasing different parts of us work as well. So, so that's, what, that's what I think. Yeah, so I think that's good because I think you're right about that. I think there's this balance now, right? Uh, when it comes to social media and being able to create a personal brand, right? When it comes to a resume, right? Used to as a piece of paper and recruiters would look at just a resume. Nowadays, they do look at your social platforms, what you're saying, what you're doing. And it's almost like your personal life's getting blended into this um, alternate universe, right? Uh, which is your social media profiles. And it allows you to showcase a lot more than what you can in just a resume. Because depending on the knowledge you put out there, uh, like example, Eldrick, you write a lot of articles, right? And as a copywriter, you get to highlight your skills as a copywriter by writing those articles. And if you're a project manager, you can showcase tips for other people. Um, so I think uh, it gives you so much more room to not say, hey, look at me, you know, I'm good at something, but do it through action. And I think a lot of people don't utilize LinkedIn correctly. They're just, um, you know, they're still on that, okay, have a profile, let's share some job experiences. But, you know, like earlier today, I was just talking to my intern and I'm working on his LinkedIn profile as well. And I was like, showcase that, hey, you're confident, you know, about what you do. And he goes, but Kevin, I'm new, I don't have any experience. And I go, what's the value you can bring to the table? You know, you still, you're still valuable, regardless if you feel you have experience or not. I mean, look at those influencers killing it. And a lot of them, you know, didn't go to college, they didn't graduate, and they're still killing it out there because every one of us have something that's valuable to offer. But I think a lot of us um, just high in the back burner. And then um, I hear this term a lot. What is it? Um, is it, it's not, is it, oh, I just went blank. You guys can maybe help me. Is it imposter syndrome? <laughs> yeah. So, fake, it, fake it to you, make it. So let's talk about that a little. What are your thoughts, Stefan and Aldrick, about imposter syndrome? Do you feel it's real? You know, how, what are ways to overcome it? Because I hear that a lot, especially from people that are new to social media. Well, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to just, you know, talk about myself. Love to hear, you know, since Stefan, you also coach people on, you know, their personal brand regards to career and stuff. Love to hear your feedback. Yeah, no, that's a excellent question. I actually, um, went pretty deep in this in my LinkedIn Live last Friday with Adrian Trumbull and talked about imposter syndrome. And 
it's, I mean, we all face it, right? No matter if you're, you know, if you're famous, no matter if you're, you know, starting in your career, we all have some sort of imposter syndrome. And, um, you know, I just want to give Adrian Trumbull the, the, the you know, I want to share what he said and give him credit. You know, he said that, um, you know, we all have an imposter. You can't completely get rid of it because it's, you know, biologically part of who we are, but you can turn it down a bit. And you can do that just by building confidence in yourself and also not being too focused on what other people may say. And a lot of people struggle with that on LinkedIn because they're afraid of, you know, getting judged. They're afraid of what other people are going to say. And that comes, uh, comes a lot when you're trying to post content. People are scared to post an article, write a post, do a video because they're afraid of what people may say. But the key to overcome this is just to look past that and tell yourself, well, like you have no idea what they're going to say anyway. So you might as well just post it. And you know, what, what I like about LinkedIn is everyone's positive. It's all positive support. So you're not going to get trolls. You're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get haters. You're not going to get negative comments like that. Um, so just post and you get that positive support. And that that's by just overcoming that imposter syndrome or, or, or taking that first leap of faith. Um, that's what we, you know, that's what we all need to do in, in order to, to face our imposter and overcome it. Hmm, that's good. I don't think that it's important at all to focus on the imposter syndrome. And, and this is how I think about it. So deep down in all of us, we, we want to be rich. Period. No one, wants, no one wants to be poor, right? So, so let's say you wake up and, and, and you're you are very fascinated by that thought and you're very, it, it's like it's chewing on you. But the thing is, you want to be rich. You are not yet rich. So is that an imposter syndrome? To me, it's not. It's, it's, it's like reaffirming what you would like to achieve in the future. So... Many people who believe in visualization, even the author of, let me see, what's that? Uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. He does a lot of visualization. Like at the point where he was writing the book, he was a bankrupt and he just deserted his son who was born with no years. I mean like, and that's the author of, a, of the book, Think and Grow Rich. So is he an imposter? I think so, but I think it's irrelevant. It's really just soaking in into the future that you want, visualizing it, and then move, move very fast and work very hard to make it a reality. So I have nothing against the imposter syndromes. And, and by the way, if we are ring-fencing this topic to social media, I think 99% of, of the things that we do, we say, and the profiles and the chatbots, they are... <laughs> they are, they are <laughs> Okay, you're not going to get me to comment whether they are real or not, but, you know, uh, there are some real personalities out there, but there are those where people are faking it. And it's asymmetric. Everyone is only sharing the good stuff. Everyone is only sharing the good stuff. No, very few share about their vulnerability or, you know, what they're going through. And even if they do, they will tell you a hero story. So, you know... How many imposters are there? I'm, I'm not too sure. But I think what's important is that we think about our future and we try to live it as fast as possible. That's my thoughts. Hmm, that's good. So um, I, I like what both of you said, right? You, you just focus on yourself, right? And, being, and I think what helps too with imposter syndrome is 
focus on, you know, when you're looking at social media and starting it out, right, and building your personal brand. People always ask me, being a digital marketer, oh, Kevin, what did I post about? And I go, share your story. Share your journey. You know, why are these challenges so great? Because these are challenges that showcase you. You know, just like Stefan, you share with us, like you started off with this video challenge, right? Uh, and, you know, I know Nick Nasano did the same, right? Where every day he posted a video of himself. Uh, it's great because it's just a video of your day-to-day, -day, right? It's you, you know? So there's no imposter syndrome being yourself, you know? So I think, and, and as you're doing it, right? I told my wife the other day, I shoot so much videos, you know, in the last, I would say, eight years of my career, I shot videos because my agency shoots videos. I have videographers that's in my office shooting videos. So I'm so used to it now that it just comes natural. Like I, I'm not even thinking, you know, about shooting video or what people think. Because you get to a point where you do it so much, just like doing Bottoms Up Life, right? Eldrick, do you remember our first episode, Versus 48? Like, I, like, we used to get on here maybe 20 minutes early, and now we're like five minutes before the show <laughs> hopping on, you know? And after a while, like, we're so used to it, like, just in our audience, you guys probably experienced this. Remember your first Zoom call versus now your 1,001 Zoom call, you know? You're just like, I don't even care. You know, I just got off bed. Good morning. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You know, and I think that's where confidence builds because confidence comes from taking action and doing it repeatedly over and over again. And eventually it becomes habit, you know, and when you're talking about, okay, personal branding, you all have a story. Just share your day to day, share your journey. And it's like Eldrick said, um, majority of the content out there is positive, right? But you can also share your downs, right? Your negatives. Some of my best posts was my negatives, you know, when I wasn't doing well or when I lost my business or my struggles because it almost feels like people can relate. So, but when you only talk about your positives, you know, sometimes I think you have to find that balance, right? So, yeah. I thought, I thought your best performing post is the one you married, Jennifer. No, that's not my <laughs> not, best performing post. Not, not the rest. No. Okay. My best uh, performing post was a stick figure. Ah. Yeah, it went viral. It had over like a million views. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah. So, um, I won't go into our next question. Is like, um, how can someone's brand impact their career? Yeah, that's a that's a good one, right? Because your brand um, is both positive and negative, and I think the way you can look at it is, you know, companies all have brands as well, right? You know, we when we say Nike or Amazon or Facebook or you know whatever company, we have a certain impression of them, and that you know that affects how people do business with them, how people use their products, and I think a, a good example is I think a good example is Robinhood, right? Because <laughs> six months ago. What would you say about Robinhood? Oh yeah, it's so easy to use. It's a great app, et cetera, et cetera. 
But over the last month, hey, everyone's impression changed, right? And everyone's jumping off of Robinhood. Everyone's using other other platforms. So you know, the same thing with with you know us, right? With our own personal brand, um, you can work hard to have these positive attributes. But you know, maybe you know at work, you you just constantly show up late. You 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 fail to meet your deadlines. You fail to deliver, and that just that just leaves a negative impression of you. So people don't want to work with you in the future. People know that, oh, you're the challenging person to work with or you're hard to work with. So it's, it's your personal brand definitely uh, highly impacts your career, both in a positive way and a negative way. So you want to make sure you, you highlight and make sure you always put forward that positive impressions. And if there's something, anything negative at all, you know, just, just like with Robinhood, you're doing damage control. It's really, really hard to, to come back from that. So, Stefan, what are some good ways for damage control? What yeah, would you I recommend our audience? <laughs> I, I don't know if I have a, a specific example I can point to, but I mean, I think you just have to be honest and transparent. So let's say I you know, keep showing up late at work and people get that impression of me. You know, I just have to be honest and transparent with them. Say, hey, you know, I just have family issues I have to take care, with, take care of in the morning. You know, I apologize for being late for the past week or the past two weeks. This is, you know, not... I'm not doing it on purpose. You know, I have these, you know, I just have this, you know, personal things or personal matters to take care of. And I think just by having that transparency, and if you're in a good, uh, you have a good working relationship previously with the people you work with, they understand that. And then they're like, okay, you know, I had this impression that Steven's late. Okay, you know, that's that's fine. You know, he'll make it up in other ways, or he'll he'll stay later. We just have to shift our schedule a little bit. So there's a little more understanding by by having that honesty and transparency with it. That's good. Do, do you post that, Stephen? Uh, Stephen, sorry. Do you post that out? Like, I got late and I have to address it because it's important to my personal brand and this is how I overcome it. Do you actually post it or it's just a way in which you carry yourself at the day-to-day level just showcasing your brand in terms of what you do? Yeah, it's, it's more of a day-to-day thing. I mean, it's, it's the, your brand, it doesn't come overnight. Um, it. You know, unless it's something negative just happens, right? But it doesn't come overnight. You just have to work on it. And people expect, have certain expectations and certain impressions of you. And they see that because that's how you show up every single day. So if you're always late, then people have that impression. This person's always late. But if you're on time, you deliver, you're, you, you, you know, kick butt in whatever you work on and you get things done, hey, you have the reputation of someone that gets things done. And, you know, then you'll get put on challenging projects. You'll get, We'll be there to fix other situations, and that's how you can you know, get promoted or, or, or grow in your career. And Stefan, I think you point out something that's really good. Your personal brand, you know, for the audience out there, it goes beyond just your social media reputation. You know, your, your personal brand, like example, if you're a business owner, you know, your personal brand is semi-tied to your business, right? So, you know, the, what kind of work does your business deliver? You know, your timeliness on, you know, getting it done, um, customer service. But it's the same when it comes to your personal brand. So if you're a project manager, like, uh, how are you on managing projects? Are you good with people? You know, same thing, being um, delivering projects online, you know, on time, you know, and on budget. So um, I think a lot of people forget that, right? Uh, what you do online now has to reflect also who you are as a person and a good personal brand is actually all around uh, the way you are in the community um, and now I think it goes as far as the way you are at home 
I think, you know, with the pandemic accelerated the way you are with your friendships and relationships. Used to, I think work was a little more separate than personal life, but I am starting to see it intermingle just because our home life is now part of our work life because we're working remote, you know, our children's around us. I mean, I can't believe how many professional conference meetings where the mom put the child on her lap because she just had to, you know, and it's okay because, you know, of the time we're going through, right? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I did a presentation to, um, to some students, college students, a couple of weeks ago about personal branding, and you touched on the, the point. You want to be consistent all the way across. And we did an exercise where I asked the students to fill out, hey, what are three characteristics that you would use to describe yourself? And what would your friends describe you as? What would your professors describe you as? And what do you want your future employer to describe you as? And you want to make sure you're consistent across the board. Um, I did the same exercise. I changed it up a little bit. You know, I said, hey, this is what my top three characteristics are. This is what my friends think. This is what people on LinkedIn think. And this is what my employer thinks. And you could definitely see some uh, commonality across across all of them, right? So, you know, on LinkedIn, I am consistent. But for work, that means I'm dependable, right? So there's definitely some inter um, interconnection, intersection there um, across. So you want to make sure, um, as you said, your brand is consistent online, offline, in person, at home, at work. You want to make sure it's always consistent. It's what, what you want it to be. Because I think even um, from a branding perspective, right, being a digital marketing agency owner um, that work with even brands, I think people forget branding is beyond just design. It's beyond just copy, you know. Branding is your overall culture too within an organization. It's what does your employee think of you and your partners and your customers. It's not just what your customers think, right? Uh, and you see so many brands fail at that too, right? You have these companies that are awesome companies and then you have all these negative glass door reviews, you know? So I think um, personal brand is the exact same way. You know, like, who are you? Yep. So um, when it comes to personal branding, like, for our audience, like, if they're just trying to start out, okay, like, they've never done anything on social media, this is all new to them, where would, what, where would you recommend them to start? Like, how? Yeah, I would say, you know, you go through that exercise I just mentioned, you know, what are your top three characteristics, right? So maybe you're artistic, right? Maybe you're good at drawing. Maybe you're good at, you know, being creative. Uh, maybe you're um, detailed. Uh, maybe you're, um, you're, you're quick, to, quick to adapt to new situations. So you figure out what your top three, you know, brand, you know, what your um, personal brand is. And, you know, you can see, hey, have I always been that way, right? And is this what I want to be in the future? So when you're trying to build your brand on social media, you want to make sure that, you know, these characteristics carry all the way through. So, um, you know, like I said earlier, hey, I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm consistent, right? I'm on LinkedIn, I'm, I've created videos. I'm LinkedIn, I'm, I'm helpful, I'm genuine. Um, and, and that's who I am in real life, right? I'm, you know, genuine, I'm, I care about people I, I work with, people I, I talk with, you know, my friends and things like that. And just always being there and just having that genuine relationship with people. And that's the same way I am on LinkedIn, you know, in my conversations with people, with my messages, with my posts. So uh, just, yeah, think about what your top characteristics are and 
don't change who you are online versus offline. You want to make sure that that's consistent. And um, you know, when people meet me in person, and say, "Oh, yeah, you're exactly like what I thought you were on LinkedIn." So you know, it's good to good to hear things like that. Yeah, Eldrick. I think that's a very difficult question to say. It depends on the person. I think that if you if you enjoy company, some noise and um, quick messages, things like that, you, you, I think like Clubhouse could be a good place. I think Twitter might even be a very good place. Um, on 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 the point of consistency, I. I think that consistency is important in terms of showing up. I think consistency in terms of showcasing the same attribute over and over again, to me, is not that important. Um, because we all have multiple faces and we are very diverse. Now, then the point is, how do we showcase the different sides of us? Um, you can showcase the way we think about our work and our professions in, uh, I mean, on LinkedIn and things like that. But do let people know that you, do, that you have other sides of you where you showcase it on other platforms. And by that, I, I think that it's important that we, we see that we have many faces, but at the same time, uh, not get too bogged down by the need to be omnipresent uh, it's important to conquer. It's important to conquer, but you know you conquer the countries one at a time. If if you want to do it all, it's it's not gonna happen. So so that's my point. So I got a question for you, Aldrick. So um, you know we have both an audience in the east and also an audience in the west, right? So in the west, we understand that hey, LinkedIn social media is definitely big in the recruiting world. What about in Asia? What, what's that like in Singapore right now? I mean, how, how often do recruiters actually look at people's LinkedIn account? Oh, they do. Um, recruitment agencies and consultants, they try, so, so they try to reach out too. And the way to reach out is through LinkedIn. The way, and forget about LinkedIn. The way to look out is to look at social media, right? Because I, I can't find your profile on LinkedIn, but I can understand you better when I look across all your profiles across all the social media platforms. So including your live stream, your YouTube, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, and what you're doing. They do that. Now, the, the, the issue with that is we don't have, a, by and large, the number of people who create content and are active on social media, it's, it's, it's not a lot in Asia. It's not a lot. So if on the side of seeking employment, you just keep doing this, you are not likely to, to be able to get scouted mm. in Asia. Not, not in that way. And plus, it takes a lot of commitment to do it. And I'm saying this because of the environment I'm in. Because... I don't know if there is a, a cutoff time for work in the US and in the Europe. And if I master a guess, the answer is yes, there will be. And then because my mornings, I can see a lot of live streams. I can see a lot of people trying to do a live stream. They're posting content. They go YouTube live. They are on IG live. And there's always a common thread. 
they belong to your part of the world. In my part of the world, where, where we work and we really work, it's, it's work first and then others second. So if, like, like Stefan, you mentioned that you are doing projects, you are a project manager and things like that. In Singapore, it's very common for a project manager to work 14, 15 hours a day. Common. And we deal with project delivery, we deal with pre-sales, we deal with the sales process, the pitching process, and the commercialization process. So uh, I know that because that, that was my, my, my life before what I'm doing <laughs> now. So, 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 so then the thing is that the commitment on itself takes up a lot, especially when you're tired. You're probably not going to take a photo of you looking like shit at 1 a.m. in the morning and then posting out and say like, oh, you know, tough day at work, I'm still working on this deal and things like that. So there is this challenge and we, we, we see that all the time. No, and I like that too, because you have to, even in the workforce, right? We have to look at it from a global perspective and um, look into the culture and the dynamics of where you're at, right? And um, it's interesting to me because um, just like you said, like in Asia, it's very common, like 14 hour work days, right? And then in America where, you know, there's more like an eight to five, you know, and of course there's people that, you know, overachiever, you know, and they work beyond that, which there's nothing wrong, especially when you're working remote nowadays, I think it just all blends in. Like for me, I don't even know when I wake up versus when I go to bed, it almost blends in. Maybe I have two hours before I wake up again especially you know I, you know i'm talking to people in asia and then i'm talking to people in the u.s and then after a while you talk to some people in the uk and the next thing you know it's like okay i just had four hours of sleep <laughs> you know so um so when we talk about branding i think it's good to also um difference between your brand versus your employer's brand you know so um Stefan, being you're still at um, a full-time gig, how often do you talk about your employer's brand versus on your personal brand? And what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I would say overall, um, you know, your company has a brand, your company has certain values, and if they don't align with yours, then it's just going to make it tough on you to, to be able to work there, right? And it's not just the company's culture, company's values. It's also the team's culture, team's values, the manager's values. So it's, it's a whole, whole, um, the whole organization uh, together. So um, I, I would say you, you have to pick up some of you know your company's brand. And um, you know, like you know, our, our our the company I work for, we have three main values. You know, do what's right, perform with excellence, and and respect others. So uh, if I didn't believe in any of those, I wouldn't be working here. Right. So I, I, you know, I agree to, no, I, I believe to, you know, do the right thing, right. When times are tough, don't cut corners, um, respect others, treat people how they want to be treated and, and perform that. So, you know, come, come to work and do a good job every day. So, you know, very simple values, but, um, you know, that's part of who I am. So, um, and, and that's something I need to, you know, be in tune with or else, you know, then I'll have to work somewhere else. Right. Because if your values are different, maybe your company works on products that, um, you just don't believe in. You think it's harmful to people, to the environment, etc. Then you know that's you, you just you just can't work there. You just you just mentally can't work there. So uh, there's definitely some some alignment there with your values, your and your company's values. 
That's good. I think I think for me, if um, just just for the broader audience out there, if you are not confident of carrying your own personal brand when you are in office or when you're in a business context, then it'll take a chill pill. It's fine. It's really fine. It's really fine. Put your company's brand ahead of you. If, if you can't balance between your personal brand and the corporate brand, then I would say take a chill pill and, and put forth the company brand in front of you because you, you do represent your company. It's fine. And I don't think there are any values from any company that is meant to perpetuate like bad stuff. So, so it's all going to be good stuff. Like, uh, you know, we believe in change. We believe in climate change. We believe in saving the world. All these are good things that you can associate yourself with. So, so it's fine. Um, I, I like what Stefan mentioned way earlier that I think in the corporate context, carrying yourself aligns with your own personal brand. You don't have to say it. But mm, that's good. When, when, when you're in the business context, when you have to say something, you, you, it is a lot better if you can say things that are relevant to, the, to your corporate brand. Because you've got to think about yourself and us as the agents of the company. So that's how I think about it. That's how I think. No, and I think one of the big things too, like even me, you know, being a company founder, um, the challenge is like the big talk right now on social media with like brands, right? It's like employee advocacy. Like how do I get my employees to shout out uh, you know, what we have offering or the services that we give to have complete buy-in, right? Because like how many people even, I, I look back when I was in a corporate setting, how often do I actually sh shout out the company I work for talk about their stuff and uh, I you know not that many times but the big challenge is how how do you get your employees to actually um, a buy-in on posting because can you imagine if you have a brand a company and then your employees are also talking about it on their own personal pages like how much does that actually impact your business and that's very rare like you don't see that often because there is that gap, you know, where like, hey, you leave work at work and this is my personal, you know, and I think that's where like, hey, uh, the culture does matter. And like, but that then what are some ways to love to hear from you guys? You know, I don't know the answer either. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you want to make sure your employees like vouch for your company, right? So you can do this through referrals. You can do this through just sharing. Hey, I work at this company. I'm proud to work at this company. This is the cool things I do. This is why I enjoy working at this company. So, um, you know, if if you don't resonate with your company, if you don't resonate with your uh, company's brand, then you won't, you know, you won't do that, right? Like you won't refer, you know, your friends. You won't refer, you know, good people, good talent to to your company. So I think that's a that's an easy way to to to, to do that, right? You don't have to post every day about your company, but just being, just being an extra voice, right? Because you know, you can't just rely on um, marketing or public relations or whatever. You know, you've got to rely on your employees to put out the good word of, of your company. And for me, I think one of the things is like, uh, I I hear a lot of um, 
executives or business owners where they're like, they don't want their employees to be too active on LinkedIn. And I'm like, why? You know, well, then other companies get hired them. And I go, well, if you're worried about that, then uh, there's something wrong. It says a lot about your organization if you can have your employees, you know, actually active on LinkedIn. And for me, it's like if someone wants to hire my staff, that means they're good quality. You know, it says a lot about you. It kind of reflects you. So I think there's that balance, right? Like for me, I rather my staff members be active on their per personal social media because it ties back to my organization versus like, hey, if they don't do anything, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you got to do a better job to make sure that, you know, they don't leave or they get poached, right? And, um, you know, people aren't posting on social media to, to leave the company, right? They're posting because they want to post. And so if you're worried about them leaving, you got to figure out deep down, okay, why do they want to leave? What's, what's causing them to leave? So that's a bigger problem that, you know, executives need to solve. Mm, that's good. I, I think it's a very, it's actually not a very simple question to answer, Kevin. Um, you, the business that you're in, what you're working on and what you're working with, you should have people who are active on social media. Yep. You should. And if they are not, it rings an alarm bell. Right, you're in a marketing agency, whether you are traditional, out of home, digital, Google ad, whatever. I mean, like, there's, there's so many, right? I, I, I lost track about, of the entire population. But if you're in that business and you have someone that is not posting at all, forget about infrequent, not posting at all, not having a social media account, it, it's unbelievable. Like, why are you here, right? So by not doing it, you are telling people something about you. So sometimes personal brand can come in a way where the things that you don't do can become something that gets magnified without you even knowing it. It's, it's subconscious. You're in a marketing agency, you work there for five years, you don't have a social media account, or you only tweet once a, a year, <laughs> or you only write a LinkedIn post because you get promoted, or you know, you, you just want to say, hello world, good morning, oh, this is my cat, this is my bread, and this is my mouse, and um, then it, it kind of, it, it's weird, in, in the way I think about it. And then you have, you have professionals that's working in traditional domains, and by traditional, I mean not, not digitally uh, entrenched, say, if you are in offshore marine, if you are in uh, civil engineering, uh, or you are in the real estate business, it's going to be very rare to have people actually posting. Like, if, if you are building an oil rig and you have your safety apartment, uh, safety apparatus on, and you are at a higher level, and then there you are taking out a phone and work health safety, it's not it's not going to work, right? People will be worried about their don't their get safety a lot of followers. <laughs> yeah, they will, they will, because it's, it's novel, but, but it's, so, so and I'm starting to realize that there are actually jobs where it allows us to do that, and it, it's like swimming where the current is in our favor. So, so, so it's easier, like, if you do digital, or 
if you are a, a, a digital solopreneur, if you run your own e-commerce platforms, or you, if you have a website that is thoroughly monetized, or if you are copywriter and things like that, you have to get your work out. You have to get your website out. You have to let people know that you are in digital marketing. Of course, you have to do that. And if you don't do any personal branding, you don't do any posting, you don't do any content, then it's weird. Like, it's, it's just, I think it's a package. It, uh, it is, that's, that's just my understanding. It's a package. No, that's really good because, like, how oftentimes you see agencies that say, hey, we're a social media agency. And then you go look on their own social media feed, and the last time they posted was 2019. You know, and it's like, how are you going to help me with me posting if you aren't even engaged or active, you know? And you see that a lot in my world, you know, where like you got people talk about social media, but the founders are not active at all, you know, and they don't even post, you know. So um, you're right. And um, Jen, my wife said, personal brand may or may not align with the company's brand that you're working for. Personal brand is very important nowadays as the reputation follows you no matter what you do and position yourself to be successful in anything and everything so yep that's good I, I just want to say something about reputation i think that um, the saying that reputation precedes us is something that i believe in um mm. but but at the same time i think let's not have that albatross around our neck uh, if you are if, if you hold your reputation so dearly to a point where you're not willing to try something new, I think that's detrimental. I think that's detrimental. So sometimes, um, so long as it doesn't, it doesn't go beyond your, your, your bottom line, that line of yours, be free to try. I think it's okay. Even if you think like Twitter is nonsense, right? <laughs> you can always try to tweet something and see how it goes. You can always try it. It, it, it. It's perfectly okay. And by the way, it's free. So guys, guys, you know, you think too much. Social media today is free. Typing is also free. If you don't have time to type two paragraphs, type one sentence, right? It's fine. Just try. It's okay. And I think too, when we're talking about, you know, the overall personal brand when it comes to career, like, it really sets the individual apart, you know, like someone who understands, like I even met people that dress a certain way, like consistently, like in the workplace and whenever they're on social media, like I met a guy who honestly, he had the same types of t-shirt in his closet and that was his personal brand. Like he wore the same kind of jeans. Um, same thing, I guess Steve Job would be a good, you know, and so Mark Zuckerberg too, you know, they kind of created this personal brand of casual wear as a C-level executive. I don't, you know. I don't think, I don't think they're deliberate. Okay. I think they just <laughs> don't want to spend the time to think about what to wear for the damn day because they're just too busy about, about their lives. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's true. <laughs> so Ashish said, um, worst Jeremy C, um, they need to take bottoms up on the road worldwide tour. Um, so Jeremy C has a full-time job. So today he's in um, a live conference because his boss is the one speaking. So he couldn't get out of it. <laughs> so, yep. 
Oh, good stuff. So, um, Stefan, so what, so I, tell us a little about your story because it's kind of interesting. So you, you have this full-time game, you know, and then you started, um, coaching people on career and uh, so uh, how that happened and i know you've felt quite an impact on linkedin and have felt quite a following so um love to hear a little about your story so we can share with our audience before we end the night yeah no that's uh i enjoy sharing this question and you know it didn't happen that quickly just becoming a career coach it took you know it took some years but yeah i'm glad to share my story um, so just some context, right? So I'm an engineer by education and I'm Asian. So I'm typically awkward and, you know, talking to people and, and quiet and things like that. Um, so I'll, I'll just preface that. So in 2017, I, I started getting into this growth mindset or, or goal setting mindset. And I said, what's the best way for me to, you know, hold myself accountable for my goals? And I decided to write monthly articles on LinkedIn where every single month I, I share Hey, LinkedIn, here are my goals. Here's how I'm progressing towards it. Um, so I went through that 12, you know, throughout 2017. Obviously, the next progression for me to do on LinkedIn is to do something weekly. And at the time, a good friend of mine posted a video on LinkedIn. So I said, hey, I can do that. I got a cell phone. I'm going to do weekly videos. <laughs> but what is 52 things I can talk about, right? Because I'm doing a 52-week challenge. And I decided that, well, I've been to a lot of seminars. I've been to a lot of presentations. I've mentors. I've taken a lot of notes from all these presentations. I can possibly come up with 52 things from, from my list. So that's, that's how I started 2018. Just pick one from the list every single week, use my cell phone to shoot a video, no edits, no subtitles, nothing fancy, nothing like that. Um, it wasn't until midway through the year, I started adding in subtitles. Um, and then, you know, I had so much fun doing it in 2018. I did it all over again in 2019, started another 52 week challenge. Um, this time I, didn't have anything else to talk about because I ran out of things from my list. But I talked about you know more personal things, things I was dealing with. Um, I started a new job. I was doing grad school at night. Um, I talked a lot about time management, stress management, um, how I deal with you know all these things going on. So I think that made my videos a lot more personable, and which started building up my following and people started resonating with my message. And then fast forward to, to 2020. Uh, 2020 was going to be my big year. Um, I was. I'm done with grad school. I was going to go travel the world. I was going to become a YouTube travel vlogger, but COVID canceled <laughs> all of that. And, you know, I was thinking, you know what? Everyone's talking, hey, you you better come out of the pandemic better than you, you know, you, you went in. So I decided, well, there's no better time for me to start career coaching because I've been doing it informally over the past two years at that point with my weekly videos. Um, but, you know, I have all this advice on, you know, how to create content on LinkedIn, how to build your brand, um, you know, resume, all these different things I've shared over, over the last two years. You know, why not start coaching people? So that's that's kind of how that started. And just fast forward over time, just doing those videos every single week, noticing my tendencies, fixing them, getting better and just watching myself. And that just that consistency we talked about becoming a habit. Over time, you know, I just got way more comfortable with public speaking, got a lot more confidence and a lot more comfortable doing that. Um, and that's that's you know, where I am today. So I've rebranded myself on LinkedIn you know, last year as a career coach, as a public speaker. Um, what gets a lot of people to connect with me um, is the first part of my headline that says shy introvert becoming a public speaker. <laughs> because a lot of people are shy. A lot of people are introverts and a lot of people hate public speaking because they're scared. Um, and they see my videos every single week and they think, oh, that's how, you know, that's how he is. And no, it wasn't like that. It, it definitely took 
two, three years to, to get to where I am today, and I'm still getting better. Um, you know, this is part of the reason why I'm doing those weekly LinkedIn lives to get better at a different style of communication, a different style of presentation. So I'm always, you know, getting better um, as a public speaker and, you know, always um, looking for opportunities to help people, whether through presentations, whether through coaching um, or through, through my content as well. So, but no, thanks for, thanks for asking. Uh, thanks for asking that question. No, and I think that's so important. You brought up a few things, right? That is good for the audience out there that's still watching. Um, He said no editing, no special camera, just his cell phone. All right, no special lighting. And what did he do? He took action and just started doing it. You know, as a digital marketing owner and also, you know, we shoot, we have a production team. I love for you to shoot videos. You know, I love to charge you money and, you know, into the Kevin Kwok funds. You know, that's great. But the truth is, to do videos, I think people worry way too much about their setup. And oftentimes I see, you know, people who want to get started to be a YouTuber or do stuff that don't ever get started. They just talk about it. Like we have meetings after meetings and meetings after meetings and it never happens because the first step is you just got to do it. And then you do one and that's what makes the challenges great because then it holds you accountable to 50, you know, videos or whatever. And it's the same thing. It's like working out, right? Like even for myself, I can talk about, oh, I want to get in better shape. But until I actually go for my walk and uh, go lift some weights and watch my diet, it's just like a repeat pattern. It just never happens, right? So one of the biggest thing with social media and personal branding is don't worry about it. Just get started. And you have all the tools free. Like Eldrick said, social media typing is free. Um, your cell phone is technically not free. They're getting more and more expensive every day. But you have to have a phone anyway. So why don't you maximize your return on investment on your phone? You know, don't just use it as a phone, you know, use it as a tool to shoot some pictures, shoot some videos, you know, these iPhones nowadays shoot 4K, you know, uh, even my videographer the other day, he's like, hey, Kevin, well, you can even shoot with your phone, your phone, uh, your every day, because right now we're working remote. Used to, I have a guy in my office. Now it's like, he's like, you can actually shoot your every day with your phone. You know, so you have all the tools out there and then um, go on Amazon, buy a mic, USB mic. Um, you, you can find cheap ones or you can buy yourself a Yeti, but all the tools are out there, you know, and yep. I love that because I think too many people just, they never start. Exactly. Too yeah, many. I was going to say, especially <laughs> with video. It's never going to be perfect. Your first video is never going to be perfect, right? You worry about the lighting. You worry about how you look. You worry about, you know, maybe I stuttered or, uh, or um. it doesn't matter. Just put it out there. And my first video, like, I'll share the story about my first video. Um, I couldn't even look at the camera. I was <laughs> talking like this, and my voice was super quiet. And um, um, I, I just kept stuttering. It was just, a t- I mean, looking back, that was the best I could do at that point. But looking back, that was terrible, right? But, and even... Even though I had the video ready, again, you know, I didn't have to edit. I just was going to upload it. I just couldn't upload it because I just kept doubting. Oh, what are people going to say? What are people going to, you know, people going to judge me? 
and I just said eight. I, I uploaded it. I was going to delete it right after too. And, and then, you know, because I put that first video out there and because in the video, I said, I'm going to do 51 video or 52 videos. This is the first one out of the 52. I said, okay, I, I told everyone I know on LinkedIn, I'm going to do 52 weeks of videos and I better stick with it. And I'm glad I did it because if I didn't take that first step, if I didn't continue and be consistent with that, I want to be, you know, who I am or I want to be where I am today. So, you know, don't, don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about what people may say because you never know until you do it. And, you know, as Aldrich and you said, social media is free. You got a phone that has a better camera than, you know, than my laptop uh, webcam right now. Just, just do it. Just, just post and, you know, just learn and learn and adapt and grow as, as you go along. You know, my video quality definitely has gone better. I used to edit my videos um, uh, by myself. Now I pay for a service because it just, you know, I'm willing to take that investment because, you know, I've, I'm getting the traction I want with my videos. So, you know, just start somewhere, right? Just, you know, post a video, post whatever, do a tweet um, and just, you know, grow from it, you know, adjust and, and that's how you learn. And, and one of the big things with social media is consistency. So social media is a lot like exercising. Um, you got to be consistent. Exercise those muscles. You know, you know, when you stop doing it, it's so hard to get back into the mode of engaging with people and, you know, trying to post. And, and you know, even if you have a creative block, right, you can't think of what to say. And I see it a lot. You know, some of the most engaging posts are people that go i have no idea what i'm saying today so um here's a quote <laughs> and you see like man they end up with like 90 people commenting underneath that you know so um i don't think there's i talk to a lot of people about social media strategy and algorithms and different things and when you're doing it for your personal brand i don't there's no really right or wrong way right uh, i see people who are just ridiculous and they build like a huge you know empire on social media with grammar mistakes and everything and then i see people who are awesome writers like perfectionists you know and you don't see any engagement you know so you gotta remember like social media is not writing novels you're not trying to be number one bestseller on amazon either so and you can probably attest to that eldrick um, there's copywriting, oh, you know, like authors who write articles and books, and then there's social media writing. It's two different things, you know, and I think um, people have to understand that. Like uh, when you're posting on social media, you don't don't try to write books, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, and 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 I think that it's important to just try. It's important to just do it, and that's it's it's usually a conundrum between wanting to do well on one end, and then the fear of embarrassment on the other end, and then and then and then it, we 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 just go along that that spectrum, right? And most of the time, we 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 fall victim to the oh, you know, I, I don't want to embarrass myself, and I've seen so many of I've seen so many of those like friends around me whom I will always ask like. Hey, you, you, you said that you're going to do something. So why, why haven't you done it? And the list of reasons are long. It's a long list and it's always the same. And, and it's so boring. Like, I don't know what to say. You know, like, oh, you know, I, I'm not good at grammar. Oh, you know, my photo sucks. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm afraid that someone is going to say, comment bad stuff on me. 
I'm like, I think it, you don't have to worry about it now because you have zero followers except yourself. So no <laughs> one is going to, to really see what you do. No one is really going to like attack you or things like that unless, you know, you're just starting out, but you are Boris Johnson, you are Joe Biden, or you are Vladimir Putin. And by tomorrow, you're going to get 10,000 followers. Yeah. You, you should think about what you say and not, uh, you know, create a create nonsense for yourself and the people in your country. Sure. But when you're talking about personal brand, it's all about you. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't be too obsessed. You're not that famous. So just do it. Seriously. Like I, I, like, I think when it comes to videos, this issue becomes magnified. Because then you can see yourself doing it. And then you're like, okay, I... I it's like, it's like when, when you're shy, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because there's a lot of people who are shy. I, I was autistic when I was younger. Looking, eye contact is very difficult. Face-to-face, -face, eye contact is very difficult. And we carry that with us when we shoot videos. The phone is in front of us. We look everywhere but the phone. So, you know, sometimes I think, I think with that issue, it's like how... Um, the toilet ambassadors actually address it. Like, you know, guys, they don't, they don't like to shoot in, into, the, into the shooting range. They shoot everywhere around it. So they just cluster <laughs> a fly in the urinal and say, aim at this animal, aim at this animal. So maybe for videos, you know, you, you need to have like some anchoring point where you can just look at it and talk. And that's it. Like, ah. right. So, so I guess the toilet ambassadors deserve a lot, a lot more recognition than... <laughs> toilet ambassador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they so do. for the audience out there, find your toilet ambassador ah, when yeah, you're shooting right. video. Yeah, when you you're know. shooting biologically. I mean, like when you're releasing your your waste. <laughs> but but you know, you get my point. No, so um, this is great. No, I think it is so important. Like uh, we as humans, we overthink it, you know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, it's hard seeing yourself like. You know, I even talked to a few people where on the Zoom, you know, I didn't know if it was an accident that they didn't turn on their camera or it was purposeful. So I pointed it out and like I had someone I was meeting with and they pretty much told me that they don't like seeing themselves on camera ever. So that's why every time they meet with me, they have their camera off. And I was like, oh, talk okay. You're talking about Zoom, right? I had, yes, a, Zoom. I had, a, I had, a, I had yeah. a brilliant encounter this week. So the person that... So it's like a, a three-person Zoom, like this live stream, and one of the one of the the lady does this for the entire one hour. So she's talking here, and I was like, <laughs> "the the camera is on your left. Would you mind to just turn it back?" Oh no no no, it's okay. I I need to work on something, and then and then and then I will say, "But but isn't it important to have like eye contact and face to face and things like that?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm shy. It's fine. We can just talk. You can hear me, right?" So I was like, okay, I don't really feel like talking anymore. I mean, like, <laughs> I, is that, a, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. So it's, it's just a different world, man. Like the more, you know, like with the, just using Zoom and all these tools, I think there's, there needs to be some kind of etiquette too on doing Zoom calls because it is weird. Like if you're just talking in a meeting and one person's just not there, it, it does give you a strange feel because you can't really read their eyes. 
Like, are they there? Are they not there? Are they taking a restroom break? You know, <laughs> it's awkward, you know. But so I just want to shout out to StreamYard tonight because they sponsor our show and they allow us to stream everywhere. So if you guys ever want to get into the live video game, right, we utilize StreamYard so that we can pretty much, with a click of a button, broadcast you know, to fight different social platforms. So feel free, reach out to me, Eldrick. Um, you know, we have a discount trial code as well. And um, we've been doing like a series each month on particular topics because instead of making our shows two, three hours long, because we know, hey, you all have lives um, over in the East. You know, you guys are at work, you know, because it's in the morning. And then over in the West, you know, it's dinner time. You know, so people are getting ready for dinner, getting off their jobs. So instead of having these super long shows, we decided, hey, let's really dive into topics. And the month of March, I think, is spring. It's a new season. Um, we want to talk about, like, career, personal branding, and also how do you position yourself, you know, regards to, you know, ha having the best fulfilling career that you can have, right? And, and how do you get there? And um, so Stefan's gonna join us next week again, and I think we go dive into more practical applications. Um, and that's why we've been like splitting them up too, because today is kind of high level. Um, next week, I would love to dive into a little like, so how do you do it? You know, how do you move from uh, your current career and move up or, you know, change it up. How do you open those doors? How do you land those opportunities? It's a dream job for real. Like, is there such a thing, right? In your um, dreams, so they are real. <laughs> dreams are real. In your, yeah, in your dreams, they are real. <laughs> they can be nightmares too. So um, come back, join us next week, and we look forward to having you. Um, thank you for everyone that hopped on. And um, thank you, Stefan. And hey, for the people tonight, how can they follow you? Yeah, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. That's probably the only uh, social media platform I'm really, really active on. So you can connect with me here. I put a hashtag, Stephen helps you on all my posts. So if that's a little easier to, to look up, um, you can connect with me there. So I connect with everyone on LinkedIn, but um, I always ask, why do you want to connect? So make sure you have a, a good reason as part of your uh, connection request. So I'm open to connecting with anyone. And um, you know, you want to talk more about personal branding, LinkedIn videos, career coaching, anything like that. I'm, I'm open to, to all of that. So, um, yeah, no, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Aldrich, for, for having me on your show here. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you, and see you next week. Yep, look forward to see it. See you next week. Later, Stephen. guys. Bye. Bye.